Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So we want to continue this morning um, in our, our journey in the book of Ephesians. I hope you've been enjoying it. We certainly have been enjoying it as well. We're looking at uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through to 24. And again, we'll be drawing out one, um, one thought um, out of this text that we're about to go through this morning. Uh, but you know, I want to re- remind us again that there's been two important elements or parts of the book of Ephesians. From 1 to 3, uh, Paul's been challenging the Ephesians church about their believing, getting their theology and their doctrine right. Um, the church there had come from, from a, 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 um, quite a, um, a difficult and divided background. You had the, the uh, Jewish people and you had the Gentile people who had very different views and mindsets about a relationship with God. So through chapters 1 through to 3, Paul encourages them in that journey that now we are all one in Christ. There is no longer Jews and Gentiles. I mean, that's the first part. But then the second part, three to six, as we're going through, we see that Paul ramps it up a little bit and starts to challenge the church in Ephesians and challenge us today about not just having good doctrine, but making sure that we're applying what we know to our lives. Amen. That no longer we just hear about the Word of God, but we actually do the Word of God as well. And these are the next few chapters that we're looking at. Uh, In fact, um, Paul's writing really lines up with the book of James where it says that faith without works is dead. Amen? So our encouragement or Paul's encouragement to each of us is that we're not only meant to understand the Word of God, but we're meant to outwork it in our lives. Amen? In whatever particular way that may be. And this morning we're going to continue the journey and then pull out some thoughts as we go along this morning. So it starts in verse 17 going through and my prayer this morning is is that the father through the holy spirit would speak to each of us and every one of us in some way amen you happy let's go this i say therefore and testify in the lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the gentiles walk in the fertility of their minds having their understanding darkened being alienated from the life of god Because of the ignorance that is in them there's no light in them no christ in them because of the blindness of their heart who, who, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But, everyone say but. But you have not learned, and not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitfulness and lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. When I want to ask the question there, we're talking about doctrine, but we're talking about application. There are a few doing words that we find in the last part of those scriptures there. They're probably up on the screen. We see the words put off, we see the words be renewed, and we see the words put on. Amen? We see the words to put off, We see the words, the action words to be renewed, and we see the action word to put on. We're called to put off the old man. Now, it's not talking about your husband. It's talking about our old, unredeemed nature. You know, the reality is, even as a follower of Christ, there are still some old, unredeemed ways within us that want to rise up within us and act out within us. There's this old, ugly nature 
are continually trying to, to push itself to the forefront in our lives. And Paul says, be wise, don't be like that, put off the old nature, put off the old man. That's a choice to make. Every time someone cuts you off uh, in the street, you have an opportunity to put off the old man or to put on the new man and say, bless them in Jesus' name. Or when your work associate starts to haggle you and give you a hard time about your faith, you have the opportunity to either uh, uh, react and act out of the old man. How dare you say about that, you bald, tall thing? I'm looking at Kim then. She's neither of those, so that's all right. Or you have the opportunity to put on the new man and say, well, brother, I just, just want to know that Jesus loves you and I love you and I'm going to keep praying for you. Amen. So Paul says it's a choice to put off the old man. And the thought is this this morning. In order to put on the new man, we must be renewed in our minds. How can we put on the new man unless we know what he or she looks like? The old man won't forgive. The new man understands that we must forgive. But the thought is this. To push off the old man, I can but in order to be able to put on the new man, I must firstly be renewed in my mind. Because until I'm renewed in my mind, I have no idea what the new man looks like. Hello? I have no idea. I'll be going to Woman's Weekly, to Dr. Phil, to a whole number of different speakers and authors and communicators trying to work out how am I meant to live my life. Well, I want to encourage you today... Paul's encouragement to us is simply this. In order for me to understand what the new man looks like, I must be committed to renewing my mind. Once I renew my mind, I understand what that looks like. Amen. So when I'm faced with uh, adversity, when I'm faced with challenges, when I'm faced with persecution, rather than acting out of the old man, I've taken the time to renew my mind according to the Word of God, and now I can see how it is that I'm meant to react or act. Amen. Paul gives a uh, similar encouragement to the church in Romans chapter 12. He says this. He says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See the same picture again? Put off. Be transformed. Be renewed. Amen. Put off. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can put on the new man, woman that's created in Christ. What I say this morning before we jump into the main thought this morning, a large part of our transformation and sanctification comes as we continue the journey of renewing our minds in and through and with the Word of God. Before we jump into some of the thoughts the Bible teaches us that in order to become the new person that God intends for us to be, we must renew our minds. And this is the one thing that God can't do for us. Oh. God can do anything. Miracles, signs and wonders, amazing. But the renewal of our mind is the one thing that God cannot do for us. We have to do it ourselves. We have to be committed to the journey of renewing our minds. Well, quiet in this Anglican church this morning. 
You know, often we struggle with so much stuff and, you know, well, why God and all that? And God's saying the whole time, get into my word, renew your mind, you'll see it differently. Get into my word, re renew your mind, you'll have power over that thing. Get into the word, renew your mind, you'll have authority over all those things that the enemy tries to bring at you. Hmm? Nelly done. Oh, sorry, Father, that's a, a little lie. I'm almost done. Only we can renew our minds by renewing our thinking through the Word of God. Amen? So this morning we're going to look at the power of our thoughts. That's the message this morning, looking at the power of our thoughts. And we're going to conclude with some things that we can apply to help us in renewing our mind. You know, our mind's an amazing creation of God. It can process 800 memories a second. For 75 years and never get tired, the mind is an incredible gift that God has given. No computer will ever compare with the computing power of our brains. And they say that we only use like 10% of our brains. Amen? That's the guys anyway. Ladies use a lot more. Amen? We only use a small portion of the potential of our minds and the amazing truth about our thoughts. You think and give attention. What you think and give an attention to will affect your life either in a positive or a negative way. What you think and give attention to will affect your life either in a negative or a positive way. In fact, I heard a quote recently said, we are the sum total of what we think of our thoughts. More than anything else, what determines our lives are our thoughts. Thoughts. Not our background, not our hereditary, not your environment, but what you choose to think has greater potential and influence on your life than more than anything else that you could possibly imagine. Your thoughts direct your lives. That's why Paul said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Wow. I found a new way of living. Not your background, not your hereditary, but the way that you think. A good friend of mine many, many years ago really highlighted for me about the potential of the way that we think. He said, uh, often people ask themselves the question, why am I feeling this way? And he said, that's the wrong question. He said, we need to ask ourselves, what have I been thinking that's making me feel this way? Hello? Anybody home? There's a direct correlation between emotions, how we feel, and our thought. In fact, our thoughts not only affect our emotions, but affect our behavior as well. And this morning, I want to open up just this brief discussion uh, with a scripture from the Bible that highlights the power of our thoughts. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. I love this. For as a person thinks in their heart, so they shall be. The translation of the word heart here is actually mind. So we could translate it like this. As a person thinks in their mind, so shall they live. So shall you live. How you think is how you live. That's why Paul said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind in order for you to be able to put on the new man. Hallelujah. The Bible's full 
of wisdom and insight. You think is how you feel. In fact, it's been medically proven that negative thoughts can affect our health. If you think negatively for long enough, it will affect your health. For example, serotonin and dopamine are two chemicals that our brain releases when we're experiencing happiness or euphoria. You get that feeling of being high. That's why it's so important that we should laugh as much as we can. Amen. Because when we laugh, our brains release a chemical into our body and we have that sense of well-being. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. A similar process occurs with negative emotions, the depression th- depressing thoughts, but instead of making our body well, the opposite takes place. They cause pain and other ailments to prevent us from feeling healthy. When we're experiencing a situation that makes us angry, another chemical in our body is, uh, is, uh, reacts, a reaction occurs in the body that raises adrenaline levels and causes us to relive the experience again and again and again. The way you think affects your whole life. That's why Paul said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind through the word of God so that you can put on the new man. Hallelujah. Feelings of sadness can greatly influence our energy levels and motivation. Sadness causes fatigue, excessive tiredness and low energy. If we allow ourselves to start to feel sad, it won't just affect us emotionally, but it'll affect us physically as well. All of our life is affected by our thoughts. That's why we always really need to think about what have we been thinking about. Did you get that? If you're feeling a little bit discouraged this morning, don't feel for, fall for that thought that says, why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this way? Ask myself the question, what have I been thinking that is making me feel this way? Yeah. That'd be awesome. I was just thinking about being way offshore and catching a marlin straight away. That's a good thought. Crazy thought is this. You choose what you think about. But what you think about affects your life. Paul said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind so that you can put on the new man. Truth bomb thought this morning. Have a a negative mind and you will have a negative life. Have a negative mind and you will have a negative life. Our thoughts determine actions, attitude and self-image. Thoughts determine our destiny. More than anything else, what determines our life is our thoughts. Amen. So how's your thinking going this morning? Have you got stinking thinking? Stinking thinking? Get rid of that stinking thinking. Be renewed in your mind so that you can put on the new person. Amen? You're struggling with stuff this morning. You don't need to. You just need to change the way that you're thinking. A famous French philosopher had a motto, a man or a woman is not so much hurt by what happens as by their opinion of what happens to them. Get it? Our life will always follow our thoughts. And the first thing that we must accept is whatever our predominant thought is in life, we will become. Amen. 
If you can't see the new man, it's because you haven't renewed your mind through the Word of God yet. Amen. That's all that that is. It's not a, a big deal, but it's very, very important that we understand. A man, is, a man or a woman is what they think about all day long. How could they be possibly anything else? How's your thinking? Change your life. Change your thoughts. Change your mood, change the way you're thinking. Feeling depressed, start to change and challenge your thinking. Feeling insecure and worried, start to challenge and change your thinking. Because as you think in your heart, so sh shall your life be. Amen. Name Father, Holy Spirit, we go home. I want to say this morning as we do get ready to conclude, this is why our enemy Satan is totally committed to and focused on trying to fill your mind and my mind with all the wrong things. If there's any focus that the enemy has, it's directly towards our mind, our mindset, our thinking. He uses, as he did in Genesis chapter 1 all the way through till today, the power of suggestion. Did God say? Is that what God said? He continually tries to infiltrate our brains, our minds, with the wrong things, so that ultimately we will start to focus on and think about those things. In fact, Jesus says this about him in John chapter 8. Talks about our spiritual element. He says, He was a murderer from the beginning, pretty strong words, and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Satan is a liar. Nothing that he says about you is true, except for when he's quoting the word of God to try and deceive you. He tells you things about yourself that are not true. He does all he can to fill our minds with suspicions, with doubts and fears. He will try to bombard one area of our thought lives and over time make us believe that it's true about ourselves, that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. He tries to bombard our brain. The Bible, as we get ready to conclude this morning, calls these things a stronghold. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, I won't read the whole lot. It says, the weapons we fight... With are not the weapons of old. On the contrary, they, are, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That scripture there is talking about demonic strongholds, um, uh, satanic strongholds that, that believers can and, and do allow a particular mindset that is contrary to the word of God. The Bible says that I am accepted in the beloved. You mightn't like me. You might think I'm whatever. But I don't care because the Bible says I'm accepted in the beloved. Or I could just go over here and go, oh, that negative email. You know what? I've never had, I've only had a few negative emails over the time. I mustn't be doing my job, Marty. <laughs> you know, such as I've said about me, and oh, well, yeah. Oh, heck, everyone hates me. Oh, man, no one loves me. Starts to feed my mind, feed my mind. Yeah, went to church last week and the pastor didn't stare at me once. And when I went to go and get a cup of coffee, 
No one clapped me on the way there. I hate this church. This church has just, just lost it. Everyone hates me. Whole, whole world. Starting to believe the lie, stronghold. And then I go to my workplace, take that same spirit into that place, and oh, no one likes me here either. Oh, boss is always telling me what to do. Duh, that's what they do. <laughs> Duh. No one likes me. Golly. No one accepts me at church. No one accepts me at work. Seriously. Satan's feeding my mind, feeding my brain. Well, that must be it then. No one accepts me. God doesn't accept me anymore because the church doesn't. My workplace doesn't accept me. Fam I don't even think family accepts me anymore. I'm feeling so rejected. I'm really feeling rejected. Feed a little bit more. Man. Life's just not worth living. Everyone hates me. Feed a little bit more. Everyone hates me. No one loves me. So I live over here in this dark place. Stronghold. Stronghold. That stronghold now is affecting every part of my life. Doesn't matter where I go, it's speaking to me. Stronghold. Truth says, truth says I'm ex accepted in the beloved. Amen. Kim loves me. Michael loves me. Big arms. Tom loves me. I'm feeling good. Word of God, truth. Hallelujah. Well, he's taking that same truth to work. Hey, boss, how you doing, bro? Get to work. Yeah, I will, but I just wanted to say good day. You're awesome. Everyone's awesome. Man, I'm just feeling so good. Hallelujah. Life's just great because I'm accepted in the beloved. Wow. How good's life? I'm living out of that renewed mind, renewed spirit. I'm putting on the new man. You get it? Putting on the new man, the new person. That's why I said before, I said before the only thing that God can't do for us is renew our minds we've got to be committed to that and there well may be people this morning that are struggling in areas where you've allowed the enemy to establish a stronghold within you stronghold like you're, you're deceived in this area you know what the word of God says I'm accepted in the beloved but you're living in deception. You've got a stronghold. God, God wants us to smash that. You, you don't have to live under that cloud of deception and stronghold. Amen? Our Father's so good. Our, our, our Father is so good. He loves us. He knows the plans that He has for us, but we've got to choose. We've got to choose. 
encourage you this week. Just identify one area of your thinking that you know is contrary to the word of God. And bombard that lie with truth. I found a new way of living. Come on. This is that one area. We've all got them. I've probably got it. I'm sure I've got some. Mm. That, that, that one that, that, you know, Marty Daniels is a better fisherman than me. Oh, it's just terrible, that one. I'm going to bombard that with truth. Jesus has called me to be fishers of men. Amen. <laughs> oh, we better get finished. Amen. All right, okay. let's just finish with these. Number one, the first thing is we do, we demolish. I'll go back to the first one if you would. Number one, first thing that we need to do this week and going into this week is number one, identify the stronghold. Before God, take the time to think about your thought life. Is there an area that, you know, I just really struggle with? It might be, um, it might be a material one. Oh, God, there's, there's just never going to be enough money. That's a lie. God supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Or it could be an addictive, habitual stronghold, never going to be free of this thing. Or it could be personal, a physical one. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm never going to be good enough. It could be a relational stronghold. I, I feel like I'm, I'm you know, just rejected all the time. Whatever doesn't line up with, the God, with, with, with God's truth is probably a stronghold. Identify and name one this week that you will demolish with the word of God. Number two, attack the stronghold with God's weapons. The Bible says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish the strongholds. Weapons include praying. Weapons include praise. Praise is a powerful thing. Confession. Confessing God's word over our lives. Repentance, if there's need for repentance. These are all the spiritual weapons that aren't, that aren't um, earthly. They're, they're spiritual. They're heavenly based. Amen. And number three, the third thing that we can do as we finish this morning, we must be committed to demolishing, God, demolishing strongholds with God's truth. We need to isolate the lie and bombard it with truth. We need to replace the stronghold with the stronghold of God's truth. Read the Word, remember the Word, speak the Word. Read the Word, remember the Word, speak the Word. That's why the Bible talks about us being in a battle, in a fight, Amen. We must be committed in the journey, hallelujah, for that. As we finish this morning, I want to encourage you this week in your small group, in your connect group, in, in whatever relational network that you're in. Grab someone. Grab, grab them and just say, this, this is the stronghold that I've identified, that I'm going to trust God to break down in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? And then bombard that lie with the truth of the Word of God. You can't put on the new man unless you know what he looks like, she looks like. The only way you can discover the nature of the new man is by reading your Bible. The only way to put on the new person is by renewing our minds with the washing of the Word of God. That's why Paul said to put off the old man, renew our minds through the word of God in order to put on the new man or woman. Amen. I want to encourage you with all of my heart. Don't, don't be held back in your thinking. 
Understand the power of your thoughts. Understand the power that your thoughts have on the destiny that God has for you. Maybe this morning you're living under, living under a, a stronghold. Maybe this morning you're living under a, a false set of thoughts. I mean, maybe you're here this morning and you're, you just can't break out of that way of thinking. I want to encourage you. There is so much hope for you this morning. You just need to start to apply the word of God to your life, start to speak, start to pray, start to declare over that area of your life. And you watch the way that those things, those lies are destroyed in Jesus' name. Because he said, whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the word today. Lord, thank you that you love us so much, that you have such a plan, such a purpose for each one of us. We're made in your image. You have such an incredible destiny for us. And today, Lord, just help us, Father. If there's, there's areas within our thinking, within our minds that, that are contrary to your word, to your promise, then, Lord, help us to rise in a spirit of faith and to attack those things, to destroy those strongholds with and by your word today. So, Lord, we just thank you this morning. We pray this week would be a week of breakthrough. Help us to be humble in our hearts and to reach out to those that are around us that could help us with this journey. We are so thankful to you, Father. We're so thankful to you. And everybody said, Amen.